Welcome to Vet Zone, where passion for animals, science, and medicine lives. SM with ticks. Ticks of North America, Part 1. Since people have looked out at their natural world, they have sought to classify and understand all life, including ticks. Pliny the Elder wrote the first natural history text around 79 AD. He noticed ticks preferred some species of mammal over others. Pliny witnessed ticks feed, massively expand, release eggs, and then die. He misinterpreted this course of events, though, and concluded that these silly creatures had no ability to poop, but bursts with over-repletion and dies from actual nourishment. If you want to learn about animals that truly don't poop, listen to our podcast called Not Everybody Poops, Curious Cases in Evolution. Today we understand ticks represent a far more advanced life form. Although we all agree with Pliny's view of them as the foulest and nastiest creature that be. Science recognizes hundreds of individual species of ticks throughout the world. Do you know how to quickly identify a tick on you or your pet? Was the tick feasting on your blood, risking your life with Lyme disease or Rocky Mountain spotted fever? With over 800 different species of ticks, the task may appear daunting. Luckily, when we focus on ticks of importance to people, pets, and livestock, the list dramatically shrinks. For people, the CDC lists just seven species in North America and has distribution maps for each. The link for this is posted on myvetzone.com. While pets and livestock widen our list a bit, they can all be divided into just four genus groups, Amblyoma, Dermacenter, Ixodes, and Ripocephalus. These four represent the primary threats for disease transmission. Let's dive into a quick and easy way to identify the genus of tick that you could find on yourself, your pet, or your livestock in North America. Here enters the mnemonic s S stands for scutum, that dorsal shield or small oval disc on the top of the tick near the head. Two of the genera have bland, plain-jane scutums, Ixodes and Ripocephalus, while Amblyoma and Dermacenter have ornate, beautifully patterned scutums. Thus, we have already divided any adult tick into one of two groups, scutums with or without a pattern. To narrow the tick to its genus, we look at M, which stands for mouthparts. If the animal has long, delicate mouthparts, we know them as either an exodes or amblyoma tick. Dermacenter and Ripocephalus both have a short, stout capitulum or mouthpart. A handy 2x2 table can be found on this post at myvetzone.com. Now, if you are a parasitologist, you realize that much more goes into complete species identification. They usually start by evaluating the tick's anal area. And while the presence of an anal groove quickly tips you off to the species, most people have no interest in getting that close to a tick. We know for certain that Pliny never did. The presence of festoons or the ribbing along the outer edge of the tick's body becomes another identification mark for entomologists and parasitologists. 
For more information, go to tickencounter.org. Luckily, this quick and dirty S&M classification works well and reliably determines the genus, which is often what you need to know. I would like to extend my thanks to Dr. Lindsay Starkey, a parasitologist who teaches at Auburn University, for her clear and concise explanation of tick genus identification. To remember the pattern sputum, Dr. Starkey provides always decorating to remember amblyoma and dermacenter. Great tip and many thanks. Today we almost universally condemn ticks as at best disgusting and at worst vectors of disease. Pliny had a more balanced view as he thought they may have some use in remedies for women. He said, According to Osthenes, if a woman's loins are rubbed with the blood taken from the ticks upon a black wild bull, she will be inspired with an aversion to sexual intercourse. Scientifically, I can't really argue with that. If I had tick blood spread over my legs, I think I would develop an immediate aversion to anything other than a hot shower and potentially meeting with my lawyer after. Pliny was onto something though. Ticks may hold some benefits in medicine. A recent study discovered that a special protein in tick saliva killed cancer cells while leaving healthy cells unharmed. In the next Ticks of North America podcast, we will cover these different genera. Their differences explain why their identification becomes a vital talent for anyone living in or visiting North America. Thank you for listening.